Hey, this is Simeon from uh, Monument City, fan of Everton. Welcome to the DU Football Show, and uh, Graham's going to have no kind of college fun left after this. You know, Sammy, that was uh, Simeon leading us in. I know you can't hear it, but that was beckoning back to a better time at Monument City. Yeah, definitely, when we were allowed to do shit. You know, uh, such a great time. We drank lots of beers and had a wonderful day. Sam, let's remember that and start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Friend to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Son of a lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham, Sam Graham. Fucking United! Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the inspirational Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? All tanned up. I know. That was a beautiful white trash picture of you from the weekend. Thank you, sir. It was really magnificent. I, I, was, I was in complete awe, especially of your whole umbrella chest thing going on. That was, that was lovely. Strictly an angle and a sunlight trick on the photo. Whatever you got to tell yourself. We're recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review where you can. And, of course, share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch? Sure. Uh, We are at DU Football Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, and then dfootballshow at gmail.com to get in touch via email. And uh, our boy Simeon, who introduced the show, actually got to us with a, a few e- a few questions this week that we're going to talk about on the show. So that works out very well. More yep. of you do the same. It'd be nice. Yep. Um, we're recording. I already said we're recording at Studio H. I'm a fucking moron. Uh Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, as I've already completed one glass, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sammy, what are you sipping on tonight? Uh, So I have the Aaron Maltz Robert Burns uh, single malt scotch. I'm just celebrating the author Robert Burns. Uh, This comes in at 86 proof, uh, no age statement, uh, and you'll find it between... uh, $45.99 Forty-five ninety-nine and forty-nine ninety-nine on the shelf. Nice. Um, does it have any particular finish to it or anything? Is is it just a normal sherry hogshead? Just a normal sherry hogshead. Very it's a cool. little light and a little young, but it's uh, it's not bad. Nice. Um, I you know all this talk about Woodford over the past couple of weeks. I decided to go with a uh, impulse by myself. I got the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Straight Wheat Whiskey. So um, interesting because, as we've talked about before, you have um, weeder versus rye bourbon mash builds, and Makers is the weeder, and Woodford is the rye. So Woodford doesn't typically work with wheat at all. Um, so this right. is – it is predominantly wheat, but it's only 52%, and then it's blended with um, predominantly barley and corn and then a little bit of rye on the back end. It uh, comes in at normal uh, 86 proof. And we'll run you about $36 a bottle. Not bad, not phenomenal. First time drinking it. Uh, it's it's pretty light. I would have liked to seen them maybe uh, amp up the weed a little bit more. I, I would say, I mean, it's it, it's good, but it's nowhere near what, uh, like, the Journeyman Buggy Whip wheat that I've, you know, raved about for a very long time, I would still say is a superior wheat. But I'm glad I bought it. Like I said, I've always had a soft spot for uh, Woodford Reserve. Yep. That you have. All right. Well, then, uh, kids, let's start the show. Let's do it. Ah, Sammy's second self-toast came in really, really well. All right. Now, Sam, the FA is finally starting to talk about reopening the league. Now, one would hope they'd have a far more better structure and setup for it all, considering that they've had two weeks' worth of meetings. But what they've pretty much given us 
is fuck all. Uh, they've gone a, yeah. you know, it, it's what is it? Um, progress restart or what is it? Pro program hashtag, re- hashtag project restart. Project restart. That's it. They have a clever hashtag. And, and the only thing they've done so far in three weeks worth of meetings is schedule the next meeting. Yeah, it seems like nobody's getting nowhere. And then I, you hear about a few arguments, but nothing, you know, really prevalent. It's the normal, the, the normal journalists just kind of poking their own little thought process and starting their own little battles, it seems. But there's nothing really coming from it. The first thing that that the FA did was about, gosh, two weeks ago when they first announced it was that they threw the little caveat of if the federal government allows us to do it, which I tend to think that was their scapegoat, right? If if the federal government says we can't do it, then, hey, you teams, you can't sue us because the government said we can't do it. Of course. And now the government has said no sports to start until June 1, and the main one they mentioned at June 1 was the Premier League. So, Sammy, why don't you give us a little bit of a rundown of what you've seen so far. So basically they still have to submit a plan and the NHS and top health officials still have to sign off on that plan. If only they Um, had two weeks to do that so far and they haven't done dick. Correct. Uh, So basically there's a few quotes came out um, from the Premier League chairman uh, that said that everyone wants to play home and away if possible. Obviously there's some clubs that feel more strongly about that than others, AKA the relegation teams. In a Sky Sports study, they found that 14%, this is why this is important, as opposed to playing games under one plan at all neutral venues, um, no matter what, everything's behind closed doors, but they're trying to also limit travel as best they can. Anyway, the Sky Sports study said that uh, you teams in the Premier League period are 14% overall, 14% more likely to pick up points in your own stadium than you are on the road. Then it dug a little deeper, and the biggest margin between home versus away points percentages, five out of the top seven teams that they found with those margins are relegation-threatened teams. Mel, this is important to you. Aston Villa have won three-fourths of their total points from matches at Villa Park, and they are tied joint most with six home games remaining. So you figure out of... 18 points, right? Three quarters of that is what? Put 12 points? Yeah, and I think we had them getting that 12 or 14 points, something like that? Yeah, and 14 points out of a possible 18, you know, that's a huge margin. That's a lot of points in a relegation-threatened team. Yeah, I mean, and people make the argument that the home team advantage isn't a real thing. It's just psychological, but it really does motivate the players better. And Villa's already screwed, so take away that as well. And hello, what is it, Championship League? I don't yeah, even know what it's called. Yeah, fucking yeah. goodbye. Hello, Championship. <laughs> goodbye, Jack. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, I mean, there's there's more than just the stadium that goes into it, right? You're typically, you're probably staying at home with your family. Yeah. You're in your routine. You have a short drive to the stadium. You didn't stay in a hotel the night before. Or, you know, all, all those sorts of things play into it. Habit You've means got, a lot. Habit means an awful yeah, lot. Yeah, absolutely. Especially for just athlete. Athletes in general are superstitious. And we know that footballers are extremely superstitious in a lot of cases. But if, um, but if everybody have, has the same footing, though, doesn't that give everybody equal advantage and equal disadvantage? But there's the thing. Wouldn't you want an advantage over Manchester City? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that Brighton's point. Brighton still has to play City United. Us, I think Spurs. Brighton still has to play like four of the top eight or something like that. You know, Sam, also something to be said about going out of your own tunnel and hearing your own music, right? (laughs) Even if there's nobody in the stands, there's something just that kind of, again, habit. It's like, this is what I'm used to. This is what fires me up. If if I listen to like Z cars and I come out into Brighton, feels kind of weird. But you 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 train on the stadium pitch from time to time. You also, the sight lines in the stadium are a certain way. 
you expect, you know, those distance that everything to look a certain way when you look somewhere. And then in a way stadium, that for instance, take take Old Highbury with the stands were right up on the field. You knew there was wasn't a lot of depth. So you knew you could measure a bowl. You knew where the fans were. I got to dink that five year five yards in front of them. Those right. sight lines were one way, but you look at Old Trafford or West Ham Stadium is it a much better example. The Olympic Stadium where fans are miles away from the pitch. Well, you don't know how to how to judge your passing. You know those sight lines are all totally different. And and remember, everybody thinks that uh, soccer pitches are the exact same dimensions. They are in the regards of they're a big rectangle, but they can be wider. There there's a minimum and a maximum width, and there's a minimum right. and it's maximum length. And like a place like Old Trafford, Manchester United specifically has the largest pitch in football. They have that for a reason. They want to run you all over the field and they want to wear you down. A place like Goodison is a very skinny field because they want to make you have to play directly into them. A place like the Emirates is a very wide field because you guys want to spread out the field. So those things do play into the, the the style of a team and how they're going to play on the pitch. So it's it's a good argument, but also there has to be some give and take because this is something no one has ever experienced before. And if you want to get this league done, you're going to have to make compromises. That's it. And, and one of the bigger compromises, I'm sorry to ramble here, but was in the case of Villa, who's been very vocal about we don't like, we don't want to play on a neutral ground. The leagues come out and said, well, then fine. If we suspend the league, we're sending you down game in hand or not. We're going to take the bottom three teams and we're going to fucking send you down, you know, so get with the fucking program or hello championship. Right. So the other thing is they all, they have all said though, that we want to speak with the United voice. Everyone is committed to finishing the season one way or another. Uh, no one has suggested relegation not being an option, not being in play. No it one has, has said they want that off the table. Uh, and no one wants to curtail uh, – no one wants to curtail, I'm sorry, the season. It, 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 also – You got to finish it out fully. You can't You can't rework the schedule. You What you do is you take exactly, you know, the first game coming off the uh, hook for Everton would be the Derby. It would be right. the very next game you were supposed to play, and that's where it should start at. So no decision will be made, period, until after meetings with the League Managers Association and the Professional Footballers Association, uh, the two unions for managers and, and players. Um, that vote, uh, uh, once they do meet and figure out what to do, whether or not they, they take um, that on board and, uh, and the Premier League agrees or disagrees with what issues those two organizations bring up, the vote that the ensuing vote that will happen will include a potential for short-term extensions past June 30th for teams with players with expiring contracts. You so have to figure out a way to sign, do that. They'll sign you up for 30 days, give you a 30-day contract, or you know those sorts of things to make sure teams have the opportunity to finish the season with the same team they started with. I imagine that applies to loanee players too, you know, because like right. let's say you know Yannick Balassi's off playing in, uh, I think Turkey right now is where he's off playing, but you got to give him a 30 a 30 day deal because frankly he's could be a vital part to the team he's currently playing for like right. a lot that kind of a situation too so yeah you're just going to have to figure out a way to give out contracts group training could resume as early as may 18th yeah but the the point i was i was going to say was Danny Sabayos cuz you cut out and then it all came through at once when i started talking uh no problem um the uh, but Danny Ceballos is a perfect example. He's on loan from Real Madrid. His offer, his deal expires June thirtieth. If the Premier League ends on July fifteenth, what do we get? We got to give him a fifteen day contract. You need that player, like you. Right. You definitely need that player. He absolutely, key. absolutely is huge. And the, by the same token, you shouldn't <laughs> be able to bring Yannick Velasi back. Say Theo Walcott got hurt. Right now, I know your I know your feelings on Yannick Velasi, but he is an out and out winger. Or, he is right, somebody right. You that could, you could use. Yeah, yeah, you can absolutely use the player. Absolutely. So right. So uh, by the same token, that's unfair. Right. You yeah. know they'll have to they'll have to figure that out. So, um, but it, so the, no real plan though necessarily is no concrete plan <laughs> has come out. And once it does, 
the NHS is going to have to look at it still. So we're still miles away, but at least we have some sort of inkling that there's an end in sight. So knowing that the uh, Bundesliga is starting uh, this Saturday on the uh, 16th of May with games, doesn't this feel... Doesn't this feel like they are just England is just waiting to see what happens in Germany this weekend and then go. Absolutely. Yeah, that we're going to do that. <laughs> yep. It, this stinks of that. Um, <coughs> let 18 teams are starting this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Not two. Dresden is not starting this weekend. Two players after group training had resumed. Two players tested positive for COVID. Yep. Two players got a little Corona time. Yeah. So now that entire team has to be quarantined for two weeks and their fixtures this weekend have been pushed back. Brilliant. So one of our questions from Simeon, and it kind of fits in with what we're doing here. Um, what do we think will come of Man City's suspension for violation of the financial fair play? Um, considering with all that's happened with COVID. Well, I think that's going to also play in a little bit to what we're going to talk about next with Mike Ashley Mm -hmm. uh, and how annoyed he is with what's going on and how he thinks the deal should have been done by now. The courts are backed up. Remember, the courts are down to essential personnel only, and the courts have to sign off on this stuff. Right. All of it. So Financial fair play is an arbitration court that hears the case. Yep. So if the court can't hear it in time, that suspension is going to be valid. Yeah, it'll just be your suspension starts in September. Sorry, you're not in the Champions League. Yep. Yeah, and, then if they, and then if the, ar- the court for arbitration of sports <laughs> says, you know, we reduced it to a year, time served. Yeah, or I- they could say, uh, you know, we actually agree with you. By all means, if you want to sue UEFA, go for it. Don't know. Yeah, I I would foresee that I figured it would be one or two years. Um, I figured that the suspension would be upheld because the the most recent case. Now, granted, this was in the with the FA with Chelsea, but it was upheld, right? And it's very simple to take and look at those two and see similarities in the two of what they were doing. I could see that City. If this hadn't have happened, I thought City was going to get the two-year ban, no matter what. Now what I think happens is because of what's happened with COVID, they will get one year, and it'll be kind of like, quote-unquote, time served because this season got completely fucked by the pandemic. Uh, So you think if they don't finish the Champions League this year that they'll just say, all right, you'd served your time? No, I think they'll get one year. I think they'll definitely get one year. So next year they'll be suspended still. Right. Because the court of arbitration won't have time to hear them, which will be funny because especially if God forbid they won the champions league, right? Right. They and win they the can't get in and they can't get in because they're suspended then, or hell, I mean, they may let them in because they won the champions league, right? That could always happen. And then the next thing you know, the next thing you know, they go, okay, time served. And they end up not missing a single fucking uh, game at all. I mean, it's, I mean, right now with the way the world is, let's face it, Sammy, it's all just a roll of the dice, right? Right. Basically. The Newcastle takeover appeared to be moving along perfectly until about two hours ago today. When a report has been given to the FA claiming that the Saudi Arabian government not only knew, but actively assisted in the pirating of EPL games in Saudi Arabia. Whoa. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. I mean, and I think the, the owners of Man City are going to have something to say about that. Uh, yeah. De- definitely. Well, as you think about it, it's when we talked about it with uh, with Neil and Allen, it was like, okay, well, you can use this to get a good TV contract in Saudi Arabia. Well, well, now you've got a group that wants to own it that was actively stealing your fucking product. If this, in fact, is true, like, 
you would have thought the human rights issues would have been the issue, but this is definitely component on tax evasion. This is this is sorry, you don't get you don't get it. You're you're, you're stealing from them. So let me get yeah. this straight: murderer journalist, meh. But you pull some '90s Napster shit, and then you're out. Uh, Mel, I just what, want to know where the light is. I, I mean, just want to know where Mel, where, where Mel, does it Mel always Capone. go back to? Al Capone. It's Tax always evasion. the money. Yeah. It's always the money. They it's, didn't get him for killing a single human being. Tax evasion. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 That's always the money. Him. Follow, follow the money. Dude, that nineties Napster shit. You like that reference, that was, didn't you? That was a great little reference. Solid. That was very solid. Yeah, right. that wasn't bad. Yeah. That was all right. You know what? That was so good. I didn't even tell her to hit the mute button. She was like, I found my spot. Boom. And I'm out. She can stands at that. She did. <laughs> I just said it for her. I just said it for her because I saw her getting ready to hit that mute button. And I'm like, baby, you 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 hit your spot. Stay in your lane, girl. You did well. <laughs> so <coughs> um, more on Costanza later. So um just uh let me say the following. Mike Ashley growing increasingly annoyed at the holdup. Ashley expected that this uh should have been done over two weeks ago, and he should already have his fucking money. Of course. Because, again, it's all about the money. He doesn't give a shit. This is going to get fucked up, isn't it? This is going to fall yep. through. This is going to fall through, right? This I don't is know going- about that, but it's definitely going to drag on. It's going to It's going to go horribly wrong. Yeah. And the longer it drags on, the more Mike Ashley has a chance to fuck <laughs> it up and make it fall through completely. To an army, I feel for you, kids. It's But it's... I'm sorry. You're you're about halfway down that box of fireball. You'd get you're gonna get through the rest of that box of fireball and you're gonna get into a fight with somebody and you're gonna be puking in the fireplace. It's only a matter of time. Dumpsters are gonna be on fire. The world's coming to an end. That's it. He's gonna finish that box of fireball and then puke on the contract is what's gonna happen. And they won't be <laughs> able to sign it because it's soaked with fucking nine ninety five pasta uh all you can eat pasta. And, and and fireball. And this report, this report is your Pappy Van Winkle uh the warehouse caught on fire report. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I can't wait for? Say this fucking thing goes through. I can't wait for Mike Ashley to cash out 350 million, drive 20 minutes down the road, and buy Sunderland for 15 million quid. Wouldn't surprise me. Own another club and then walk away with three hundred five million in profit. Uh, that owner is actively trying to sell. Yep. I know. More We're, on that in injury time. Yes. Which you can hear. Which you can hear <laughs> via www.patreon.com backslash Gene Football Show. All right. Well, I, I would like to say there's more to talk about with that, but no, there's not. That's it. Fucking Mike Ashley. Fucking Newcastle. Fucking dumpster fire. Yet another Premier League player has gotten themselves in trouble for throwing a party. I know it's been a few weeks since it happened. I'm not dodging it. I'm ready to talk about it. This time it was Everton youngster, Moisa Ken. Can I just say, I don't even consider this a party. Okay. This is like having a party and all your servants, Dr. Pepper. Kyle Walker is fucking bitches over at his joint. Moise Ken had like Pornhub turned on for three of his friends. Well, no, he had he had quote models there, which I assume were like Instagram models, not even like you know real models. Um, well, a, yeah. I, I'm going to get to my punchline a little bit sooner than I would have cared to, but uh, very simply put, this is a difference of a boy versus a man. A boy, 19 year old Moise Ken had some, quote, models over and Snapchatted as they grinded on their lap. Kyle Walker, a man, had a fucking orgy. (laughs) The difference between a boy and a man. A boy had his Snapchat party. A man was knee-deep in it getting it fucking done. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. And they make, they're on roughly the same amount of money. I am like it, it, it. Kyle's like I'm wearing my gold fucking plated rubbers, and we're fucking throwing cash around everywhere, and yeah. it's it's fucking hookers everywhere for everyone. And 
Moisa Ken's like, uh, I'll have a model rubber. <laughs> she touched she touched my wee wee. <laughs> <laughs> she touched my wee wee. But then of course, but then of course, uh, Sam. I mean, Jack was just with two uh, old has-beens from uh, soccer days. So, and then walks out of the house with wrong sandals on and hits five cars. <laughs> so, <laughs> See, but even that—that's a man's party. This is that I'm going to have two $20 cocktails when I go out tonight and then I'm going to go home. What? Yeah. No, I'm getting pissed off drunk. I'm stealing one of my friend's shoes, <laughs> taking one of my own shoes home and then fuck your neighbors. Yeah. Boom. Boom. I got it. I'm fine. <laughs> Definitely sounds like some shit you and I would do. It'd be like, you know, you've got your one shoe on. You're like, can't find another shoe. Fuck it. I'm taking Houston's fucking house shoe. I'm wearing this shoe. Yeah, oh, fuck I'm you, gone. motherfucker. Right. I'll get back to him. I'm out, motherfucker. I'm in fucking jail. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, oh, my the, goodness. The There's golden. the thing. There's the thing for me. If you're going to do it, do it. This is what pisses me off about most people. If you're going to do it, do it. You make 50,000 pounds a week. <laughs> you got fined two weeks wages, 100 grand for this. Right? Yeah. Yep. Fuck them. Have sex with them. Go all the way. Finish the job. If I'm going to pay the price anyway, do it. If it's going to end up on Snapchat, why didn't we see your fucking cock? Like, go deep, yeah. brother. If, do it. If you're going to get your ass in trouble, go the whole fucking nine. It leads me That's to our uh, next question from our boy Simeon, which was, what the actual fuck when he's posting his party to Snapchat. More of a statement than a question, but you know what? Yeah. We can elaborate on that. The, the, the Snapchat thing. I, I get it. It disappears. But here's the thing. All a person has to do is screenshot. And guess what? It happens. It doesn't fucking disappear. Like, right. The, the, it gets sold to the tabloids. The fucking idiocy. And and I'm sorry. And and Mel, this is going to come off exceptionally sexist. And I do apologize ahead of time. Let me unmute myself in preparation. Hold on, Melissa. It's going to come off sexist. Yes. Thank sexist. you. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is it? Ah. <sighs> You chauvinistic bastard. Come on. <laughs> well, you guys got me all chatting like a little girl. Is that what you wanted to say? Pumped. No, no. Professional athletes. Stop trusting women, especially the women you are hooking up with. In the case of Kyle Walker, it's a fucking prostitute. Now, a high end prostitute, and she should have some fucking standards, but. Excuse me, small girl. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Moisa Ken, you're there with a bunch of little fucking girls, like a bunch of fucking Instagram models or whatever. You, how do you not expect them to fucking publicize that shit? Stop There's Instagram models that stop live. leading with your yeah. fucking dick. Stop thinking with your fucking cock. Jesus, it's insane. And living. That's exactly right. They make their living off the tabloids. They make their living off this bullshit. Right. They want Why to would be you in even the paper trust, you giving you a that? lap dance. Yes. That's exactly oh. the fucking picture they want. Because they'll be fucking a thousand new followers. AKA Sam Graham following Katie fucking Bell on fucking Instagram. Because we'll she, have to talk about that. she pulled up her fucking titties in a World Series game. Yeah, we got to talk about that on injury time, dude. I have questions. <laughs> I checked the Instagram today. And, it's a marketing uh, tactic. All right. All right. No. <laughs> Did you send her your hashtag thirst trap? No. no. I, post, I post a link to the show in their comments. Did you do the picture with the umbrella hair? Oh, my God. Kitty would have loved that umbrella hair. Nice I know she line. would. A lot of, lot of ladies in my neighborhood did, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it, it is the talk of social media today. I will say that. God, <laughs> it's just, I mean, I, I, Mel, just for a female perspective, but it's like, guys, why? I like, don't, you're a professional fucking athlete. You're a millionaire. Don't put yourself in this fucking situation. Like, if you hook up with a random chick, um, what was it, Julian Edelman? 
the girl fucking grabbed her phone, took a selfie of her of him in bed with her when they had hooked up for a night. Like, just fuck, don't put yourself in that situation. I mean, it's a it's a tale as old as time. You gotta control who you hang out with. I think it would go either way. Um, unfortunately, most professional female athletes are too smart to get caught in that, unless you're Hope Solo. And then uh, who do you trust to not release those lovely pictures? Well, well, Hope... Hope the 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 photos that 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 was everybody getting hacked. But I would say Hope's problem is more the beating the shit out of people, including her husband. Yes, yes. That's that's probably more Hope's problem. And the husband beating her. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. went. That was uh, that was nasty. But so, all right. Let me let me steal it back for a second. Yeah, go ahead. I have, I have two points. The guy perspective. Number one, mm-hmm. I walk into the bank with a gun. Am I just going to reach over and take the money out of the till and run out the door and still get a felony bank robbing charge? Or am I going to say, empty the fucking safe and at least I could disappear on this shit? That's my point. If you're going to do the crime, do the crime. Right. Well, and and also in the case of Kyle Walker, Kyle Walker's situation is the exception, not the rule. In most instances, guess what they do? They keep their mouth shut. Why? Because they're paid to keep their fucking mouth shut. You know, we talked about it before with Derek Jeter. Ain't no woman has ever talked about sleeping with Derek Jeter. Why? Because Derek handled that shit. That's well, and, they all got and that's care and of. that's exactly right. It's you're they're questioning their own judgment. They're letting their guard <laughs> down, and so that's shame on them. I mean, an Instagram model is going to do what an Instagram model is going to do. Oh no, I. D- d- Trust me, Mel. I, yep. It's yeah. it's as as I led into it. I said it's they're thinking with their fucking dick. That's that's it. It's oh, I'm going to get my dick wet. Well, you have to be smarter about it. It's you know, all right. You want to party with a bunch of women? Pay for a bunch of fucking escorts because you know what they're going to probably do outside of Kyle Walker is they're going to keep their fucking mouth shut. Oh yeah, they're not oh, going to yeah. fucking say. Well, here's the deal. Hire a bunch Kyle of, fucked up. You you want you want lap dances? Hire a bunch of fucking shippers because guess what they're going to do. They're gonna keep their fucking mouths shut. Here's the, here's the deal. You agree a price as a professional athlete. You agree a price, thousand bucks. Thanks. <laughs> All right, we do it. Thank you for your time. Here's a thousand dollars. By the way, you were never here. Here's fifteen hundred more dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go away. Yep. You or- double it or more than double it, and get them the fuck out of there. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Don't need anything extra except your goddamn silence. Right. Oh, Tiger Woods was paying six million dollars a month in hush fees. Yep. Well, you walk. (laughs) They they walk into the house. You go. Hey, look. I understand you want to have your phone for your protection and for your safety. That's perfectly fine. You're going to put it on this table right here, where we all see it. And if you, by the way, the safe word is arsenal. Take the pants off. (laughs) (laughs) So. I want to end on that, but there's actually one last question that I have. Um, leads in also with Simeon. What do we think this means for Moisa? For for Moisa Ken? Um, I know I don't want to get too deep into rumors. And uh, uh, Simeon, I know you had had a couple of questions about some rumors. We're going to save that for another show. Um, what do we think that means for Moisa Ken? Do we think that this could be his ticket out the door, or? Does uh, Don Carlo kind of smooth things out? What What, what do you think uh, happens? If with Ancelotti at the helm, I think he stays. I think everything's fine. Here, here's the other thing with the media, um, especially we we joke about it, we talk about it because it was in, uh, it was it was in the press and everything else. But the the bigger issue is Jack Grealish's thing went away. He issued an apology that wasn't an apology, and no one fucking cared anymore. Yeah. The people are still talking about Kyle Walker and Moisa Ken weeks and weeks after it happened. My opinion is because they're black and they're young and they have money. That's actually very fair. That's a very fair oh, assessment to I'd, make. I'd say it was more because whores were involved. <laughs> Could be. Whores are a much more interesting story than drunk driving. I'll give you that. But there's no doubt that the scrutiny from the media is put on young black athletes with a lot of money more so than it is young white ones. And I think, uh, with an experienced manager like Don Carlo at the helm and even Jose Mourinho for Kyle Walker, I think there's not going to be an issue with them getting, getting through this, getting past this and being able to carry on with the football. 
the club I'm surprised and I, I honestly I didn't research it I don't know did Everton come out and this has been dealt with internally there's to be no more questions about this during our press conferences did they do anything like that uh they came out they said they were uh ashamed embarrassed incredibly disappointed and that disciplinary action was going to be taken when it was when they were able to do so and it's been right. rumored that it's going to be a hundred thousand which is two weeks of pay and that's it we're done yeah. talk- so, we're done so talking done. about it yeah done fucking yeah. draw a line under it we're moving forward yeah you gotta you figure- know he's, he's what 19 yeah he's a kid yeah i mean he's 19 making fifty thousand dollars a week pound a week so more like seventy thousand us yeah a week leave the kid alone man yep you know the the, the media did this shit to mario balotelli he wasn't insane on his own. He went crazy because the media, you know, uh, he said when he got his first football contract, all he wanted to do was play video games and buy new sneakers like a normal Italian teenager. Right. Problem is the media needed him to be the black savior. So they put this enormous amount of pressure on him. They, they made him carry responsibility that shouldn't be his. Sadly, they probably needs a figurehead, but it's unfair to to ask anyone to do that. And he was too young for it. And he went fucking crazy, cracked under the pressure and then lit fireworks off in his bathroom. Uh, Like it's no, you know what I mean? Like this isn't the first time this type of shit has happened. And everybody continues to act surprised when this shit goes down. Just let these kids be, man. They cannot be focused on football. Try to keep their affairs in order, young and immature and a social justice warrior. It doesn't work. It's a recipe for disaster. Leave these fucking kids alone. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. Sammy, how'd your bet treat you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I can, we, let, didn't, we didn't do the Zoom, so I didn't look at it. All right. So <laughs> um, I can tell you right now, as I'm looking at uh, Taylor's big, long email here, he talks about how he did in the whole first paragraph he didn't hit his bet. So I'm going to go ahead and make all that go away for later. (laughs) Taylor paragraph, brother paragraph. We got to work on this. You can be witty. It's very witty. Don't need to recap. If you won or lost, all you need to say is I lost last week, but I'm going to get it back. Doesn't need to be anything bigger than that. Come on. You listen to our show. You know how we do this shit. So, um, then do you have a bet, Sam? Are you going to bet the Bundesliga now that it's back? Are you going to bet the K-League? So where's your, where's your we, didn't, we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it. So I did write down two bets. I do not want to parlay them. <laughs> okay. But I did write down two things. I didn't know if we were still going on Belarus or if we were switching to Germany because they're supposed to be back. You can bet whatever you like. It does not go against our English Premier League where our our prediction time is specifically based on the English Premier League. And finally, for me, I still can't be bothered yet, so I'm going to have my proxy make a bet for me. Okay. All right. I found the result. Um, FC Slutsk lost 2-1 to one oh, at no. home to uh, Energetic Minsk. Does that uh, move them out of the top spot? Now, you're really asking a lot of fucking questions now. Uh, I just expect you to be quick on the ball. I mean, the sluts I, train is your look, team. Listen. I figure I figure it's your second club. You'd be all over that shit. Live I'm pretty admin. sure I'm going to get a virus from this website. So, <laughs> <coughs> virus, um, virus like our Zoom infection where we had the, uh, the Nazi <laughs> yeah. propaganda from the teenage <laughs> yeah. boys. Where's a gold condom <laughs> yeah. when you need it? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Mel is um, on yeah, fire tonight. She's in doses, yeah. but she's coming in hot when she does. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if that keeps them off. But much like Kyle Walker and Moisa Ken, the sluts betrayed me. <laughs> so I am moving on. I am moving on <laughs> to – I'm sure they're all fine young women. I'm sorry. I am moving on to uh, bet on Bruce Dortmund to beat Schalke over two and a half goals uh, in the game, which would give me plus 123. Ah. Uh, in the Bundesliga. Yep. Schalke. We got two cool things about Schalke. Uh, well, one for me doesn't mean anything to you, but um, we do have an American playing on uh, Schalke. Uh, McKinney. Uh, plays I'm, for I'm an American also. Well, I'm just saying plays for Schalke. Like we have 
a, yeah. a USA member, a member of the mm-hmm. men's national team. And uh, John Joe Kenny is on loan at Shulka right now and has been starting every single game at right back for them, which has made go. me want to say, get rid of Jabril Sidibe and do not pick <laughs> up his contract and bring back John Joe Kenny. Oh. Yeah. So that was the one that had nothing to do with me. All right. Very good. Very good. Is that, <laughs> that going to be the only bet? Uh, yeah, that's it. I'm just going to do I'm, I told you the sluts, uh, the sluts went behind my back and talked to the press. So I'm out. And what, um, do, do we know what time it is? Eastern? Is it going to be like a seven o'clock in the morning game games or, um, German there's six hours is there. Yeah. I just um, haven't had a chance to check the TV schedule yet. I think it was nine thirty in the morning. That one's easier to find. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, all, all I'll come I, back to you. All I know is, is 15 minutes before those games are on TV, yours truly will be getting out of bed and watching as much Bundesliga soccer as humanly possible because I have been itching for live fucking football. <laughs> and, I, and I am Absolutely. definitely watching all of it as shitty as Fox Sports is as com- on, on their uh, commentating. Oh, let's yeah. go ahead and uh, check in on our boy. And now... It's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Email titled, Played Golf Today. Now, here's something you need to know about one Mr. Pat. Is he is a pretty decent golfer. Myself and Mr. Graham, really shitty golfers. So, Sam, keep that in mind as we listen to this email, right? Got it. So I finally played golf today. And wow taking two months off and I shot a 102 with two lost balls on penalties. I got up to 115 miles on the way home. Still nothing to gamble on. Talk to you next week. Um, Pat, allow me to speak for Sam Graham when I tell you to fuck yourself because a 102 for us would be a great fucking round of golf. And uh, that's all you got right now, buddy? Come on. That's, that's him. He said, "He sh- he he shot a buck two. How, how do you feel about that, Sam? He's he's upset because he shot a buck two. Uh, well, I told you what I had two weeks ago. Shot a one eighteen. Yeah, I killed for a one oh two. I and, also lost about seven sleeves of balls. And you and I are going to play this Thursday, and it's going to be fucking ugly. Probably, it is going to be horrific. There's yeah, nothing. I'd to, imagine so. You, you know what? Neither one of us will shoot." A 102? <laughs> exactly. Now, in fairness to Pat, he normally shoots in the 80s, and he happens to be a really, really, really fucking good golfer, but he can fuck himself for giving himself the pity party about shooting a buck two because I'd kill to shoot a buck two every single time I went out and played because that would be decent for me. Yeah, and you could easily turn a buck two into a 99. Precisely. Precisely. Um, by the way, yeah, Dortmund Schalke, 9.30 a.m., Awesome. Very good. Actually, everybody on Saturday is 9.30 a.m. And there's one 12.30 game. Awesome. We are definitely watching all the games. Yes, sir. I need to check and see if I have a Fox Sports 2 uh, contract or not. I might have to sign up for it also. Yep. Agreed. All right. Well, now let's go ahead and get to uh, my proxy. Big Sam's proxy. Taylor's Luck of the Week. Like I said, he wrote a whole paragraph about it. It was really witty, but he lost. So anyways, this week, I'm going back to the two-tipped approach that previously led me to success. Making sure both breasts get attention, that the attention that they deserve. Rub breast host uh, Smolvici STI. What, they have a d- disease or something? Um, well, I was going to say, they just changed officially STD to STI. <laughs> and then Dynamo Breast traveled to uh, the team that your sluts glossed to, Injurtech BGU. What does BGU even stand for? Bagoo. Bagoo. Heard. Um, after last week's I performance, after last week's performance, I am confident that Ruh will squeeze out another result at home. However, I also expect Enderject to still be carrying a rager last week after they exploited Slusk's gaping, hole, gaping holes in their defense. I mean, <laughs> and I predict Ermanek <laughs> will unload all over Dynamo Bresk. 
I've got 100 on this and the two breast parlay at plus 431. Thanks again, guys. And remember, 33% of the time, it works 100% of the time. Oh, my God. We're going to get censored. So nothing going on with uh, uh, Kitty, although we are planning um, this weekend is uh, would be Preakness, right, Sam? Because your birthday is right around the corner. My birthday is on Sunday. Uh, Preakness would have been Saturday. Well, yep. um, Melissa and I are planning on setting up a whole bunch of chairs in the backyard, and we are going to have a running of the birds. Yep. We'll do it live on Saturday. Uh, should we do it from your Facebook page, DU page? I guess DU page. Let's do it from the DU football show yeah, page. We'll yeah, we'll advertise it to all of our friends, though. And Why don't we set up a patio time for it? Uh, yeah, do a midday one. Then we can get the uh, English crew in. English, yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, midday. Yeah. Do that and also do a Facebook <laughs> live with it so we can double dip. Yeah, and we will uh, race Kitty versus Gertie. Versus Rita the chicken. We're gonna need some production for this, like like intro music for each chicken. Oh, definitely, I'll definitely. Get, maybe my mom Absolutely. can work on little. I'm gonna wear my hat and take bets. I'll hold, I'll hold each of the chickens in front of everybody, you know, yeah. beforehand, and I'll see if my mom can make them little capes. Yep. And then what we'll do is just we'll shake the treats all the way down the run, and we'll see which one gets to the end first. Yeah. <clears throat> my money. I'll wear my hat. And take bets. Oh yeah, because you're the you're the now you're the chicken aficionado. The chicken racing aficionado, Samuel Graham. I, I'm gonna go That's ahead it. and give Pat. This is just for you, so everybody don't listen to this. Don't bet Gertrude. She's a dumb chicken. <laughs> 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 the odds on Gertrude would be the highest. She is the dumbest chicken. All right. Hey, here's the thing. Gertrude yeah. shared her Snapchat with Moisa Ken. <laughs> <laughs> the the only fucking evidence we have is an empty Red Bull can at the coop for Kitty and Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Oh, trust me. The next time, the next time that we have some betting going on, I would not be surprised. Even though Kitty's never betted for Everton before, but I think there might be a Kitty appearance in that Snapchat video. I would, I bet you. I mean, I know his carpet was kind of yellow, so Kitty blends into the background. But I bet you, if you look really carefully at one of them screenshots. Kitty was there. I'm sure Kitty was there. So, Sam, any parting words? Yeah, uh, real quick. Jerry Stiller died uh, today, this morning. Uh, as y'all know, we record on Monday night. <laughs> Very sad. Seinfeld is one of my favorite shows. Uh, still is one of my favorite shows. Uh, during quarantine, I've gotten to watch at least two episodes when I wake up every morning, uh, which has been brilliant on TBS. Uh, don't normally shout out networks uh, necessarily. Normally just bitch about them. But it's always a welcome treat in the morning when I'm making tea and breakfast. And uh, Frank Costanza is one of my all-time beloved characters. Festivus won't be the same this year. And uh, I've had to say to myself a few times today, Serenity Now. <laughs> so well, rest in peace, uh, Mr. Stiller. And well done. Thank you for all the laughs over the years. Lovely. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, boys and girls. Next up is injury time, which is just more of the same. Uh, tonight, we're actually going to uh, do a deep dive on Sunderland Till I Die, the uh, two-season show following Sunderland after their demotion from the Premier League, then after the first season, demotion to the out of the championship. Yeah. Uh, Sam, if people want to uh, check out our Patreon, how do they do that? Sure. Again, it's www.patreon.com backslash show. Uh, there's multiple tiers. From the second tier up, you get injury time um, and a sticker at the minimum. Uh, then you get more than that on the uh, on the top tier. So uh, make sure you check us out. You'll be able to get a bunch of extra content um, as well as access to the Zoom calls and everything else uh, that we do. So it's a lot of fun. And um, yeah, we'll uh, see you all in about an hour talking about Mike Ashley's new club. Heard. All right, everybody. Until next week. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight in shorts. 
Fucking new button!